All right, what we want to do today is just finish up the sugya and reach a couple of practical conclusions. And some of them are not exactly what our instinct would tell us, but one of the lessons we're going to learn is how serious the Isra of Gezel seems to be. Um, how I sent just recently, I sent a PDF with lots and lots of sources. The goal there was to avoid having to run to lots and lots of Svarim. So if you go on the chat and open the PDF, it's going to make our lives much easier. I could also do a share screen because I have it open on my computer. So you guys will tell me what's better for me to do a share screen or for each of you to look at it um, on your own. I think it's uh, both the same. Just from exam, just from experience, the the advantage of looking at it on your own is that you can blow it up to the size that's most comfortable for you. Whereas when it's a shared screen, it's fixed. Okay, much easier for me also. Okay, so um, let, let's summarize where we are and what some of the issues are. The, there are basically we have to realize that in the sugya of Matzil Atzmo b'Mamon Chavero, there are two extremes. And there's the middle case that we're sort of negotiating. So the simple case, Matzil Atzmo B'Mamon Chavero, is that if Ruvain saves his money by using Shimon's money, so he's usser. He's not allowed to do that. He's not allowed to do it because it's an Isser Gezel. So if Ruvain's money is in danger of being lost, Ruvain is in danger of losing $1,000, and the only way he can save that money is by destroying $100 worth of Shimon's money, taking $100 worth of Shimon's money. He's not allowed to do that. Even if he says, I'm going to pay, I will pay Shimon the $100. He's not allowed to do that because that is Gezel. And that is basically um, what we had, if we'll just read, I think we started to do this last time. And this is the, I'm just, I am going to do a couple of books because I'm not sure that the source sheet I sent you has all of it in explicitly. But this was the tour, and we're going to see it in the Shulchan Aruch. If you have a Shulchan Aruch, you can open up Shin Nun Tes. I think this is what we started to do last time. If you want to quickly open Shulchan Aruch, Hoshan Mishpat, Shin Nun Tes, we will see really the, the, the halachas that are setting the tone for us here in the case of saving your money by using somebody else's money. And the problem is Geza. So Shin Nun Tes, I'm not called, I'm not, this isn't really, let me see, I don't think it's, I don't think that that one is on the source sheet that, I, that we have. Let me just check again. Um, I don't think it is. The beginning of the simon. We're going to start from the beginning of Shin Nun Tes. We're going to start at the very beginning of Shin Nun Tes. Um, if I have it on the source sheet, I'll tell you what page it's on. But I don't think that he brought that specific one. Um, the Shin Peches. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, he has Gimel and Dalit. It's page five. If you're in the source sheet, it's not quite, we need, it's, we're going to eventually get to what's on the beginning of page five, <clears throat> Shin Nun Tes, Gimel and Dalit. But I want to read Shin Nun Tes, Aleph and Bays. 
because that sets the tone for where we're heading. So Shin Nun Tes says like this, Isur Gezela Afilu, I'm sorry, Asur Ligzol Olashok Afilu Kolshehu Bein Mi Yisrael Bein Me'akum. And we saw this in the Rambam. You're not allowed to steal, not from a Jew and not from a non-Jew. The Imhudavar Deleka, the Imhudavar Deleka Mandekapid Bey, if it's something of no significance, nobody really cares about it. So then Shari, right? You're passing by a, a straw fence and you pull out a little piece of straw to clean your tooth. That's nobody cares about that. It's still not appropriate. No, it's not gezel, but it's not appropriate. Next, here's a here's a here we're getting to the more what's going to be practical for us. Asur ligzol, afilu almanat lishalem davar yafemimenu. Even if I intend to pay you back more than I'm stealing, that that takes us to the Gemara where we saw that there were the the gadish of saorim, and they wanted to feed their animals the saorim with the intention of paying back adashim, which are much more valuable. And the Sanhedrin Paskin for David Amelech, according to one opinion there, you're not allowed to do it. Even though you're going to pay back more than you took, it's also to do it. The Yeshmi Shomer, the Hainu Rima Tashlumen Be'en. That's when Shatashlumen Be'en, Shim Heim Be'en, Kivin Shehem Yafim Mehadavar Shalokev, Shusulahem. There was a way around it. If the good, if the Adashim were sitting there, so before you took the Saorim, you could be Mizake, the owner of the Saorim, the Adashim. And then in compensation for the Adashim that you gave him, you're going to acquire the Saorim. So that's not called Gezel. But as we pointed out, that's only if you're sure that it's a benefit to the Balabaya to have the Adashim. If for some reason he needs a Saorim, even if the Adashim are worth more, you're not allowed to do it. It has to be a Schus for the Baal HaSaori. Next, and here's the, where we're getting closer and closer to what's important to us. Look at this language. This is where we're going to get into the question of whether um, uh, Gezel is also pushed off because of Pikuach Nefesh, or maybe open the door for that Rashi that we saw that implies that no, Gezel, even to save your life, you're not allowed to steal. Remember, we had such a Rashi, very strange Rashi. Tosos was not happy with it. The Rosh was not happy. But the, if, if you're going to justify that Rashi, it's because we're going to say, and this some of the Achronim say, is that we consider Gezel a Vizrayu de Shvichus Damim. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a kind of a shvichus dumming by taking his money. So important, somebody's money. And therefore, but in the next halacha dalad, and this is where we're going to finish off. Where, again, Rashi seemed to imply, although we're going to see it's not so simple, Rashi seemed to imply that it's aser. Tosa said it's mutter. Says the Shulchan Aruch, that when it said Asur, when it said there, Asur, even if it's Pikoach Nefesh, it meant it's Asur if you have no intention to pay. 
But if, if you're intending to pay, so then the only thing that's happening is gezel, and gezel is nidche. Gezel is nidche over because of pikuach nefesh, and therefore you're allowed to do it, but you have to, but you still have to have intention to pay. Uh, that's what we needed from the Shulchan Aruch. So it seems very clear that to save your money, right, to save your money through Momon Chavero, you're not allowed to do. We saw that a number of places. To save your life, Momon Chavero, you apparently are allowed to do. And where we were a little uncomfortable and left hanging is what about saving damage to my body, Momon Chavero? So it's pretty clear from all the sources that we're going to now just run through quickly as a summary that you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to. It's an Isser Gezel. And that there's even an opinion that you're not allowed to steal to save your life. And that, if it's, and that was, we saw that in Rashi, alluded to. Although we're going to see some contradictions to that. And we're going to have to figure out how we resolve all of these, all of these various issues. Okay, so... Um, let me just see here now how we want to deal with these sources. Uh, yeah, let's look at a source where stealing may be prohibited, even if it means saving your life. The source is going to be, if you go to the source sheets that I that you have there on the PDF, so we're going to go to, to page number one. No, I'm sorry. We're going to go to page number. Where is it here? Oh, yeah. We want. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's in page number two. Page number two. So page number two is a Gomorrah Inksubis where witnesses are signing on a document. We need to verify their signatures. They come in and they say, these are our signatures. It's not forged. However, we signed under duress. We signed under duress. So do we now believe them that they signed under duress? Because if they signed under duress, what they're really saying is, it's false. The signatures are ours, but we were forced to sign falsely. So the basic understanding is that ain't Adam may seem atzmo Russia, and they're not believed. Because they're saying they were Rishoyim, that they signed under duress falsely. So the Gemara there makes a distinction between what kind of duress were they under? In other words, if they walk into court and say, well, we signed because we were paid $1,000 to sign falsely, they're not believed. Because what they're saying is that we're Rishayim by taking money to sign falsely. We don't believe them. Okay, and therefore we don't allow them to disqualify the document. What happens if they say that we signed falsely because there was a life threat? We were anusim machmas nefashos. Do we believe them? Uh, I see who sent the Yaakov uh, uh, Greif. It's on the chat, Yaakov Greif. The, the, the source sheet is, a, is, a, is an attachment to the, to the chat, to the, in, the, in the group. Okay. He doesn't have the chat. I'll send it to Yaakov. I'll send it to you by email. Okay, please do that. Okay, so the Gemara there. Now, we, if you want, you can take a look now. It's on page number two. Okay, page number two, where on Yud Chesamud Beis, the Gemara, they underlined, and then the Gemara says, what kind of onus was there? We're going to Yud Chesamud Aleph. What kind of onus are they claiming they had 
that they're not going to be believed. So everybody understands that if they claim they were they were nanas for money, meaning that either the mafia was after them and they're squeezing them for money unless they sign, or we're going to take away your money, or they were offered a payment. So that's in Aramisimatsmo Russia, they're not believed. What happens if they claim that they were under duress for life-threatening situation? So there we have a Rav Chizda. That's again, we're on Daf Yud Tess. It's on the it's on page two of the source sheet where it's Ksuba's Daf Yud Tess. It's underlined. Ela Anusim Taima. Amar of Chizda Kasava Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir is the one who says that they are not going to be believed even for. Um, for, if, if they claim that they signed under duress because of nefashos, meaning they were in a life-threatening situation, and that's why they signed falsely. So our default would be, well, it's pikuach nefesh. So you're not a Russia for signing falsely to save your life. We have a shitas rabbi meir. Edim sha'amru lahem chitmu sheker. alte hargu. All right, now on the ksubas yutes on page two of the source sheet. If you want to look up, if, if it's gemar ksubas yutes, I'm at Aleph at the top. Signing falsely on a, do- on a document is according to Rabbi Meir, according to Rav Chizda. And of course, Rav challenges it. If they would have come to ask us what to do, what would, what would, he, what would we have told them? Sign, because Okay. So therefore, and Rav has a different, but there is such an opinion, Rav Chizda holds that according to Rabbi Meir, you have to give up your life rather than sign falsely. And there are those who want to say that that also includes stealing money. That's going to be one of the sources. Um, there is also a Yerushalmi. And the Yerushalmi is, where is it again? I don't know. Uh, I didn't keep the... Um, which where that where um, let me just see what page it's on. The Yerushalmi is going to be on page page three, top of the page three Yerushalmi, where there's a discussion about what a person has to give up their life for, and one of them is the last line on that little on that top piece, Omar lo chamos et ish ploni, or we will kill you. You have to give up your life. There is such a Yerushalmi. There is an opinion Yerushalmi, and the the uh, no say Caleb on that say that's the opinion that's based on the opinion of of uh, Rabbi Meir that we saw according to Rabbi Chizda. But all we're showing you is there is such an opinion that stealing may be one of the big three, and if it is say the Achronim, it's because it's some kind of an Avizrayu of Shvichus Damim based on that little line in the Shulchan Aruch that we saw that a person who steals even a pruta is Kilu Notel Nafsho. Now we have an important Gemara in Yuma Pei Gimel. So the Gemara in Yuma Pei Gimel, where is it? Just a minute. Which page is it on? Yuma Pei Gimel. I'm sorry that I didn't mark here on my notes which page each one is. Did I say Yuma Pei Gimel? Yeah, Yuma Pei Gimel. So it's on page number two. Page number two. Okay, about halfway down, there's a Gemara Yuma. Okay, it's a, just a few lines. Meseches Yuma, Perak Shmini, where it's Pei Gimel, very fascinating Gemara. Bulmus, this is the discussion of Bulmus, which is uh, some kind of an illness that if you don't eat, you, you die. This was the woman 
who who uh, a pregnant woman who was they, she was attacked with bulmus and they want and they fed her on Yom Kippur because Ein Lachadover only pikuach nefesh. So this is a story. It's the first line. Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi I hope you guys can follow me. Pegim Alamud Beis. It's again. It's on. It's in the middle of that page. Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Havi Kaazli Beurcha. So Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi, everybody, does everybody have what I'm what I'm doing? Okay. So Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi are walking on the way, and Achzeh Bulmus Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbi Yehuda was attacked with Bulmus. What did Rabbi Yehuda do? Kapche Leroe. He like attacked the shepherd, and Achle Lerifta, and he ate his bread. Okay, he like he grabbed the the shepherd and ate his bread to take the bulmus away. Remember, bulmus is a life threatening illness. Amar le Rabbi kapachta esharoe. You were that was inappropriate. Look what you did to the roe. Okay, so it sounds like there's a machlokus there that according to Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda, he was allowed to do it because it's pikuach nefesh. And Rabbi Yossi is saying, you're not allowed to take his food just because you're in, tr- you're in, a, you're in trouble. Ad kach. Then just the continuation of the story is very nice. Okay. Ki matu lemata. When they got to the city, remember they were traveling on the road. They get to the city. Rabbi Yossi got bulmus. And what happened? Ahadruhu bilage vitsai. The people of the city gave him lots of food to solve his bulmus problem. All I did is I took food from the shepherd. But you, you took food from everybody. Like you did worse than me. All I did is I took food from one guy and you took food from everybody. But again, it was like giving a stop a little bit to Rabbi Yossi. But you see here that there seems to be a machlokas, whether it was appropriate for Rabbi Yehuda, even though he needed to save his life, whether he was allowed to take the food from the from the uh, from the roa, okay. Um, yeah, okay. So now we're going to get to the question that we raised. Remember, we raised a, a simple question. Um, a person sees another person. Uh, this was the, our 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 Gemara about lo tamar al dam and Hashef Teshivim, you have a Achiyav Hashavas Gufo, like you have a Achiyav Hashavas Mamono. Hopefully, you all remember that. That was way, way back in the beginning. So it turns out then that if you see a person who is being dragged by an animal, who's 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 uh, you know in, in big trouble, you have a Achiyav to save him. Hashef Teshivim Lo Samar Al Dam and you even have to spend money to do that. It could be that the guy has to pay you back. Because if in Ashavas Aveda, if the only way you can get the lost object back to the person is by spending money, and it's worth it, of course. Obviously, you're not going to spend $20 to return a $10, a $10 trinket. But if you have a $1,000 thing and it costs you $20 to get it back to the guy, you're mechui of Hashavas Aveda to do it, to spend the money, and the guy has to give back the money to you. Okay, so that's very clear. So now what happens if I am in a situation where the only way I can save myself is by taking the guy's money. We're saying I'm not allowed to do it? Remember, we're not talking about pikuach nefesh. We're talking here just about uh, saving yourself from some damage. The guy himself is mechuyev 
to save me with his money and I'll pay him back. So why can't I take his money? Why can't I take his money and pay him back? Because we're working with the assumption everybody holds that I'm not allowed to take his money just to, just to avoid physical pain or physical damage. It's only, only death, but not, not physical damage. And the question is, the guy is, is to use his money to save me from the damage. So if he's not there, I'm not allowed to take the money? That was our problem. So we gave an answer. And we'll see in the Raiva, and that we're going to see in the Rajba that we were Mechavin. Basically, we were Mechavin to the Rajba's Teretz. And there are going to be some very important, um, significant ramifications of that. So we're going to turn to page four in that source sheet. Page four. And but before we do that, we're going to see the, Gemara, the famous Gomorrah in Baba Metziah. Let's start with the famous Gomorrah in Baba Metziah. So the top of page four. Shnayim Shahayum Halchen. It's underlined, the third line. Shnayim, this is a famous case. We, we, didn't, we never connected it. Now we're going to connect it. Shnayim Shahayum Halchen Bederech. Ubiyad Echad Men Kiton Shalmayim. We've got two people in the desert, and one of them has a bottle of water. You already know what's coming, famous Gomorrah. Im Shotin Shnayim Mesim. If we split the water in half, we're both going to die in six hours. But if Reuven, who has the water, drinks it himself, then Shnehem, I'm sorry, but if Reuven drinks it, Shimon's going to die in an hour, and Reuven's going to make it to, to civilization, and he's going to live. So what do you do? So we have the Shita of Ben Petura, Mutav Sheishtu Shnehem, they should both, they split it, and they, and they both die. Now, what's the logic? And you've got to realize that that's the default. Because the only reason we're not going to do it that way is Ad Shabbat Rabbi Akiva, go back into the Gemara, Ad Shabbat Rabbi Akiva, Velimeid, So the only reason we don't listen to Ben Petur is because Rabbi Akiva had a puzzle. Without a special pasuk, the chayecha v'chayei chavercha, chayecha kodmin, we would split the water. What's the logic? We talked about this once uh, a long time ago, is that there is such a concept as chayei sha'a. Uh, we, we, if you remember that if a person is in a, a very, very sick, and the doctors say, he's gonna, if you don't intervene now, he's going to die within two hours. But if you intervene, he can live for six or seven or eight hours. And it's Shabbos. Are you mechalal Shabbos to, provo- to prolong his life for a few hours? I, I, I'm waiting for everybody to answer in unison. Are you mechalal Shabbos where all you're going to gain from the Chilol Shabbos is prolonging the life for a few hours? Yes. I, w- I would agree because you, first of all, you never know there could be a nace. Okay, we don't eat some kind of nace, but if it's very clear, whatever, the answer is you are mechal Shabbos to, prefer, to prolong life for a few hours. It's called chayesha. So, therefore, what is Ben Petura saying? 
then Petura is saying, wait a minute. Right now, my, what, my chiyuv is to prolong life as long as possible. I'm not allowed to see this guy die now if I have the ability to prolong his life. So you're right. My life is only going to be prolonged for six hours instead of longer. But there's a chiyuv of prolonging life. And therefore, I have a chiv to share the water. That's Ben Petura. And it seems that without a pasuk, that's what I would do. But what's the pasuk? So says the Rajba. We're going to, let's see this Rajba inside. Okay, it's Kedai to, to learn the Rajba inside. Okay? So, She'elos ba'meshe katafti ani b'perek hakonei son ledir. This is our Gemara with David Amelech. He's talking about the Gemara in David Amelech. What's the question? The only question says Tosos is whether you have to pay. But if it's a life-threatening situation, of course you take the money to save your life? And the only question is, maybe I don't even have to pay? Well, why would I not have to pay? Because the guy's mechuyif to spend his money to save my life. It's obvious that you can do it with the intention to pay. The only shayla was, maybe I can do it and I don't have to pay. Okay, now that was what the Rajma wrote, according to Tosas. The Atta, apparently the Shoel of the Rajba challenged him. Why was the answer? It's Asur to do it, but you're, you're a Melech. They should have wrote back, it's Mutter. And why is it so obvious that it's so obviously Mutter to do it if you're going to pay? The guy who steals and then pays is a Russia. So since we're in the issue, since we're in the topic of Gezel, then the fact that I'm going to pay, that doesn't alleviate the Gezel. A guy who steals with the intention to pay, after he paid, he's still called a rush. So why, why is it so obvious to you that the only question is whether he has to pay or not? Why can't the question be if he's allowed to do it, Bechlam? So says the Rashva, Tshuva. Masha Katafti nearly shu Pashat. Pashat meaning that the issue is only whether he has to pay or he doesn't have to pay, but he's certainly allowed to do it. I, by the way, I just want you to realize that you see that there's the holes of the discussion, even in the Pikuach Nefesh case, where there are those who want to say you're not allowed to do it. All I'm saying is, Kalvachomer, if all you're going to do is save yourself from some physical damage, that you're not allowed to do it. Even though we found on the Erie, maybe yes, but the simple understanding is you're not. The question is, what's the extent when it's a life-threatening situation? So it says the Rajba like this. The Rajba is saying, hey, guys, this is so obvious. Why are you wasting my time? But you asked, so I have to answer. Okay. The only, only three Averos. Here we go. There's a guy dying of thirst in the desert. And he stumbles across a bottle of water that belongs to somebody else. If he doesn't drink it, he's going to die. But it's not his water. So I see on Ephraim's face like, what's the question? Of course you drink it. Of course you drink it. 
but, but you see the fact that there is a discussion. Maybe you're not allowed to save your life the moment Maybe you're not allowed to. So it says the Rash, but it's, it's pushed. Then of course you're going to drink it. Right? Right? I'm going to drink it and I'm going to pay. No, you're not. No, no, no. Not allowed to do it. If the bailim would be there, the guys, and Ruben is standing there with a bottle of water. Ruben Chayev to give it to Shimon free? Absolutely. He's chayv to give it to him. That, that's 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 v'chayachicha. That's that's al tamar al damriyecha. Adsha haya ben petura dorish ben maseches mitzia mishnayim shalim halchem mederich uviyarechem ben kitov shalmayim. Look how 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 the Rosh was comparing it to our ben petura did. That im shotim shneim meisim v'imososu echad ben magiel liyishuv mutav sheishu shneim v'yomus val yir echad ben b'misa chaveiro. So what is Ben Petura saying? That Reuven has to share his water and give it to Shimon, because if he doesn't give it to Shimon, Shimon's going to die right away. And Rabbi Kiva says, no, you're not. But all of that is because if Reuven gives it to Shimon, Reuven's going to die sooner. But what happens if Shimon will die if I don't give him the water? But nothing will happen to me, says, says the Rajva. Ad Khan because he's not to give it away if he's going to die himself. But what happens if Ruvain wouldn't die without? He can give the water to Shimon and nothing's going to happen to Ruvain. So of course Rabbi Akiva doesn't argue. Of course Ruvain has to give the water to Shimon. Remember, Ben Petura held that you have to give the water to Shimon even if it means you're going to die sooner. So Rabbi Kiva said, no, 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 if you're going to die sooner, you don't have to give him the water. But if you're not going to die sooner, of course you have to give him the water. So, so it's Pashat. So then in Cain, now we're back to the case where you're, you're in the desert, you're dying of thirst, and you come across the bottle of water where the owner isn't there. Well, what's the problem? Gezel? Says the Rashba. You can say that, yeah, when you do Gezela, even when you pay, you're a Russia. But that's only when I did Gezel. Where's the Gezel here? Right? The guy's Bukhuif to give it to him. When it says that he's called a Russia, that's not talking where he saved his life. It's talking where he saved his money. That in order to save my thousand dollar donkey, I had to destroy or take your hundred dollar donkey. I'm a Gazlon. And even if I did it, I'm not I'm a Russia. But that's only when I save my money with your money. But not when I save my life. Okay. And right. The Okay. Yeah. All right. So that is the Rajba, which, which basically says, I'm sorry. Did I say the Rajba gave our tarots? The Rajba didn't yet give our tarots. Okay. Um, 
But you don't know if the water is is, is really there to save someone else's life. There, there's no such thing. There's no such thing. You're coming. You, you, you only know. Otherwise, David, you could always go crazy because there are a million. There's always a million theoretical possibilities in the world. Right. In the desert and it's somebody's water. So you have to assume that and you're going to die and you're going to die if you don't drink the water. Right. And if I drink it, so it, some other guy's going to die. Do you know that or you're or you're or you're speculating? Um, it's a Suffolk, uh, the fascist of the guy. Are you speculating or do you know? Speculating. That's Suffolk. What about the guy himself? Does he know whether he's going to die if he doesn't drink it? Uh, OK, that's the end of the discussion. Ain't Suffolk mozi me vadai. I'm not required to die because maybe if I drink it, somebody else is going to die. Right. But is not going to be on someone else's cash. But if you know for sure the other guy is going to die. Wait, no, no. Whoa, whoa. Not so simple. Not so simple. So Ruben's walking in the desert and he sees a bottle of water that he knows belongs to Shimon. And if he drinks it, Who's going to die? And he knows somebody's. Gonna, he knows that if he does, if he drinks it, somebody else isn't going to have it to drink, and they're going to die. Right. But who's going to die? Reuven, Shimon, the owner of the water, or a third party? The owner of the water. So okay. So then, then guess where we are? We're back into the Ben Petura. We're into the Ben Petura Rabbi Akiva question. So now we ask the opposite: Is the owner of the water Mechuyev to to give his water to Reuven and die? Of course not. Of course he's not. Well, if the if the owner of the water isn't mechuyif to give it to Ruben, the whole, the whole Rajma was built on the fact that the bystander, because of Lotamar al Damreecha, has to spend his money to save Ruben. So if the owner of the of the money isn't there, Ruben can take the money. But obviously, if the owner of the money is not mechuyif to give it to Ruben, to, to Ruben, and obviously if the water belongs to Shimon and he needs it to save his own life, he's not mechuyif to give it to Shim, to Ruben. Then of course Ruben is not allowed to take. It. Again, I'm, I'm showing you that you can figure it out without without making it more complicated than it needs to be. Um, okay, let's see one other. Let's see another thing, and that is a Gemara, a very important Gemara in Kedushin. Let me see where that comes up. No, that's early. That's early. Very, I mean, so a one-liner in Kedushan, but it's really important. Oh, come on. Where is it? Ooh, 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 ooh. Here it is. Okay, so what page is it on? It's on page three. Page three, the end of the last Gamora, the one of the last Gamora is on page three. Oh, I'm sorry. Here's where our terrace comes in, the terrace that we gave. Okay, page, it's Gemara, it's, it's Kedushin Chesamud Beis. Kedushin Chesamud Beis. You know, these are the kinds of Gemaras we learn all the time, and we don't think about the global consequences of what's being communicated in these Gemaras. Does everybody see where I am at the end of page three? Got it. Haisha Nikneis. Okay, so the, I'm going to start at the first line, even though the, I, I'm, starting, I'm starting before the underline. So, his Kachili Bekikar. Man goes over to a woman, says, marry me with this piece of bread. So, of course, obviously, if the woman takes it, she's married. And the woman says, Tnehu give the, give the bread to the dog. 
So the din is Enamakudeshis. Why Enamakudeshis? What does everybody think? Why Enamakudeshis? I, I did what you told. I took, here's the bread. It's worth a dollar. And I did with it exactly what you told me to do. She didn't get a Shava Pruta. I did with her. I, I, I followed her instructions. So it's as if I did it. I did it as her shliach. It sounds like she's... It lacks uh, Kenya. David, David's on the right track. Go ahead, David. What do you want to say? The, the words that she's saying implies that she's trying to push him off. Yeah. <laughs> Give the bread to the dog. Give me the bread to the dog. I, I'm, not, I'm not taking your bread to get married. Give it to the dog. That's a refusal of marriage. Continues the Gemara. But if it was her dog and she says, give the bread to my dog, well, give the bread to the dog and the dog belongs to her, then she is Mekudeshes because there's no indication that she's fobbing him off. The opposite. She's saying, thank you very much. I'll take it. And you can feed it to my dog because I have benefit from that. Okay. So if she says, give it to the dog, give it to the dog that's mine. Again, by the way, she doesn't say give it to my dog. She says, give it to that dog, and it turns out that the dog was hers. That's already Mikudesh. So far, we're okay. Now we have a third case. Boy Ravi Mary, Kelev What about if there's a dog running after her? And he's again, this is all of you got these are the kinds of cases you have to pretend that they could all happen in real time. There are many cases like that. I mean, we just today in the Gemara in the yeshiva, in the yeshiva we're doing in uh, uh, we're doing in Sanhedrin. The guy who shoots the arrow, Reuven shoots an arrow at Shimon. Shimon has a shield, okay. And then before the arrow reaches Shimon, who's protected by the shield, Reuven runs around and pulls the shield away. So Reuven, so Shimon dies. So the guys right away ask me, well, "You can't run faster than the arrow?" Okay. Well, the, the Gemara is talking in theory, okay. So there's a dog running after the woman. The guy says, and the woman points to the dog running after her and says, give it to that dog. So now we have a Shiloh. Why? Let's see. Okay. Two sides. Boy, Rabbi Mary. By the way, just a, I, I like to always point out whenever there's any boy lahu or a boy, there's never a default. There's no such thing as a default in any boy lahu. The whole point of an Iboilahu is that we have two equally weighted arguments and we're trying to figure out which one is right. So boy Rabbi Mary, Mahu. What are the two sides to the equation? She got Hanoa. So if she got Hanoa from the fact that now the dog's not running after her, so she got a Hanoa more than a pruta, and she's and, and she therefore that's the, that's the, uh, um, the decision to get married. That's the side why she's with Kudeshes. Oh, Dilma, listen to this. Matsi Amra lay, meaning all of this, what's going on here? After, we got to know what the scenario is. The dog is running after her. He says, I ran with with the kikar. She says, give it to the dog running after me. He gives it to the dog. Then he comes to say, okay, you're married to me. And she says, no, I'm not. I'm not married to you. Because you were chayiv to save me. So I got no hana'a because you were chayiv to use that bread to save me, even if I don't want to get married. 
So what do we see from this Gemara? That there's a chiyuv. Well, wait, so whose money does he have to spend to, to save her? Her money or his money? What does it sound like from this Gemara? Who's when, when she says to him, I'm not mekudeshes because me diorayse chiyuva mechayves latzulan. You were chayv to save me. Wait, whose money was he chayv to use to save her? His money. Because if he was if he was chayv to you, if he was allowed to get paid back, then really yes, he used her money and she should be mekudeshes. So it's very clear here that her statement to him, you're chayv to save me, means you got to use your money to save me. Okay? So this is a pretty strong raya that the guy who's chayev losamad al-damrayecha, etc., he's got to use his money to save the guy without any expectation he's going to get paid back. That's the chiv in the Torah. You know, you, know, you have a chiv, you have a chiv to spend a lot of money on a lulav, right? You have a, right? You know, I mean, the Rav the, the, Zalman used to say, you know, you give a lot of money to tzedakah, you spend a lot of money on lulav, you spend a lot of money on your matzah, have a, have a, a pile of money that you use to settle disputes. Right? Don't always think that you have to get paid back. For, you don't get paid back for your lulav. You don't get paid back for your matzah. You don't get paid back for spending money to save somebody's life. That's what this Gemara says. Okay, so now here's the problem that we raised. So there, if you're standing there with your money, you're mechuyiv to spend it to save me. And if you're not there and your money is sitting there, can I take the money to save me? Well, we said, So that doesn't make sense. We had that problem. What do you mean? If you were there, you have to save me with the money. So why can't I take the money myself? We had that problem. We gave a teretz. I want us, we'll see beautifully the teretz in the Shita Mikubetzis. It's the last source on page three. Could die to see inside. Since Baruch Hashem, we were mechaven to the Shita Mikubetzis. All right, this is since, since the, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about it, says the Shita, it's on our minds, I'm going to say a new Chiddush, something that, I'm going to solve a problem. We're talking, I'm going to solve a problem. What's the problem? He quotes our Gomorrah about David Amelech. And my kami boy le Amar of Rav Kana Gedishin Disorim the Israel Havu. I'm quitting this quickly because we know this Gemara hopefully by almost by heart. Vavu mitamrulu bu plishtim. So the plishtim are hiding in the Jewish Saorim. The kami boy le and David Amelik is asking Maule miklin hu benura v'atzuli liYisrael. Can I burn up that the the, the uh, Gadish of Saorim in order to save Jewish lives? The senator wrote back, you're not allowed to do it, except that you're a melech, so you're allowed to do it. So it sounds like you're not allowed to do it. Again, and we're going to go with the assumption that since it was Pikuach Nefesh, what it means you're not allowed to do it means you're not allowed to do it if you don't intend to pay. You can't do it if you don't intend to pay. Boy of Mary, Kelev Aratzacharel Mau, Miyamrin and Chayev Latsule, Alma, Adam Chayev Lahatzel, Bamam and Chavero. You have to use your friend's money. So, what is the Sanhedrin telling him? You can't use your friend's money to save your life. You see here that you can use your friend's money to save you from being damaged. 
ואם זה חייב להצילו בממונו, מה טעם עושר לא טוב להציל עצמו בממון חברו? So if the guy is חייב to use his money to save the woman from the dog, so why can't the woman use the guy's money if that only way to do it, he's not there, but he's, there's some, his bread happens to be lying around, and as she's running away, she can grab his bread and throw it at the dog. And it says, no, you're not allowed to do that. Why not? Okay, that was our, we had that problem. Reuven is chayiv to use his money to save Shimon when Reuven is there. What is it? Where does it come from? That was our Gemara. It's one of the first Gemaras we learned in the Rodev Sugin Sanhedrin. Is that you? You're that's a achio. Hashavas aveda, hashavas gufo, lo saman al dam reyecha. You're mechuiv to use your money to save Reuven. But aval shelo befanav lo nischayev mamono bekach. Shimon's money isn't chayev to save Reuven. Reuven Shimon is chayev to save Reuven using his money. So it's a chiyuv on the person. Not only that, now let's go back to when Shimon is there. Where we see that if you, if you, if you saved yourself, if you saved your money, okay, we're talking about saving your money, you have to pay. So, right? So Alma, go skip to the last line. Alma the kolomer afilu midaito alma lo mechayv latzule hechad demati leipseda. So here we've got to we've got to reconcile a few things. The Gemara that Gemara about lo mechayv latzule hechad demati leipseda to make that work with the Gemara in kedushin, you got to be talking about saving your monetary loss with your friend's money. There you're going to have to pay, but your physical loss if you're going to be damaged, that's the dog. Apparently you don't have to pay, but to take the money. To take the money myself, when the guy's not there, the money isn't chayef to save me. That's gezel. And just like, what would happen if, Ruben, if Shimon is there and he can save Reuben with his money and Shimon refuses to do it? Can you force him to do it? Not sure you can force him to do it. It's his chayef. Okay? So, um, So I, I think that this Shita Mikobetsis basically gives, uh, uh, gives a, 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 the same kind of an insight. Now, if, if you really want to get into the sugya, you really want to have a great summary of the sugya. The very last source that I, that I brought you is Rav Asher Weiss has a shear on this topic. And one of his very interesting chidushim, he has a hakira, and that's going to be relevant, be relevant here. And that's how he wants to explain the Maklokas Rashi Tosros, because Rav Asher Weiss is very uncomfortable. It's interesting, Ephraim. He's not uncomfortable saying what you didn't like. It's clear that you're not allowed to save yourself from physical damage by just taking somebody's money. Even though that we want it to be bedaik, maybe according to the Miriyas. Okay? But Rav Asher Weiss is even uncomfortable with Shittas Rashi. He can't handle Shittas Rashi. What do you mean? What do you mean you can't? I can't save my life at you with your money. What happened to Bikoach that, that, that's And, and he, he, he does a few... 
machinations to try to resolve that Rashi because there's a couple of contradictions in the Rashi's itself. But here's one of here's one of his yesodos, and then maybe we'll still try to see some of the some of the other contradictory sources. When it says that it's when it says without intending to pay. That you're not allowed to do. But you are allowed to do it. I'm sorry, I, I take it back. According to Tosvos, when they when David HaMelech sent to the Sanhedrin, am I allowed to, to burn up the Gaddish in order to save lives? So what was his question? Of course, Pikuach Nefesh. Says Tosvos, when, his, when they said it's Asur, Says Tosfos, what do you mean, Osir? How can it really be? I can't really be Osir. Remember, they wrote him back. It's Osir. If you guys remember the Gemara, if you want to see it, you know what? If you want to follow it back on the, to, if you want, if you need to remind yourself of it, so you can go back to, go all the way back to. I'm sorry, we uh, we know we want a Konates, right? Go back to source number one. Go back to source number one. Very first, that's the Gemara in 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 Akonis, All right, where the where it gets wide. All right, it's the fourth wide line. It's underlined. And Shulchulei Osir Chavero. Okay, remember that was the Gemara. Said Tosfos. The Tosfos there is on the top of that of the of the cut out there. What was he asking? His question whether he has to pay. Okay, but certainly not, all right, but, but certainly not whether he's allowed to do it because it's Bikuach Nefesh. But maybe because of Bikuach Nefesh, I don't even have to pay. And they wrote him, no, you have to pay. Okay, so now when it says you got to pay, it's also Lahatzel, you got to pay. Okay, but you're allowed to use the money. So at that point, it's obviously not Gezel, because if it was Gezel, you wouldn't be allowed to take it in order to pay. Okay, so now the question is, <clears throat> what does it mean that the pikuach nefesh is overriding the gezel? Does it mean that there's no iser gezel? The iser gezel disappears. Well, wait a minute. If the iser gezel disappears, so whose money is it? Uh, Ruben is in a life-threatening situation. He can save himself with Shimon's money. There's no Isser Gezel. He's going to have to pay, but there's no Isser Gezel. So when he takes the money, says Rav Asher Weiss, what he really did is he took money that the halacha made hefker. The halacha made it hefker. And therefore, I'm allowed to take it with impunity. But maybe the halacha didn't make it hefker. The halacha said, you're allowed to take it. But of course, you're only allowed to take it if there's no other way. See, if it's hefker, <clears throat> then when I'm in a life-threatening situation, everybody's money becomes hefker to save me. Then I don't have to start looking for other options. But if it's not hefker, it's just, okay, you're allowed to use it. What we call dechuya, the Lundish language is dechuya instead of hutra. So then maybe I'm only allowed to do it if there's no options. And then if I would take, therefore, I can't just do it capriciously. And to do it with options, and I take it, I'm not allowed to do that, even though it's Bikuach Nefesh. He wants to explain that that's what Rashi holds. It's based on, let me just find the other source. Let me find the other source where 
we see that there is a, basically a contradiction in Rashi. That's, uh, let me just one second, let me find it and I'll get back to it. There's a contradiction in Rashi that he brings that shows us that according to Rashi, there is a source that you are allowed for pikuach nefesh to, um, let me see if I can quickly find it. Um, I wrote it down and then I left the Nishiva by accident. I apologize that it's going to take me a minute to find it now, longer than I wanted. Um, bum, 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 bum. Oof, oof, oof. Mm-hmm. Okay, just a second. I'm going to find the other Rashi. Yeah. Ugh. Right, right. Mm. Okay, we, we need to go back to the Rodaith. Remember the case of Rodaith where the the if the if the if the if the nirdaf breaks other people's kalim, what does it say? The nirdaf breaks again. The rodef who breaks kalim is potter because he's chayv misa. Okay, the nirdaf who breaks the rodef's kalim, why is he potter? Shalo yehei mamono chavi v'alav migufa. Since he's allowed to kill him, he's certainly allowed to break his kalim. But if the Nirdav breaks somebody else's kalim, apparently even on the way to saving his own life, it says he's chayef to pay. Okay, he's chayef to pay. So what does that show? That I'm, al- I'm, I'm, am I allowed to do it? What does it say? It says if I break somebody else's kalim, I'm chayef to pay. Does that sound like I'm not allowed to do it or I just have to pay? Sounds like you just have to pay. I have to pay. Am I allowed to do it? Yep. So how that's the problem he raised. So how could Rashi say, in the case of David Amelech, that you're not allowed to do it even if it means giving up your life? So on that, Rabasha Rabbi wants to say that no, that that you're certainly allowed to do it as a dechuya, meaning if you did it, you're you're not a Russia. You got to pay, but if you did it, you're allowed to do it. But it's bidievet. If you did it, you got to pay. But certainly if there was another way to save yourself, you're not allowed to do it. 
Whereas according to Tosos, no, you're allowed to do it. Finished. There's no, there's no issue. There's no problem. Um, well, the, the last thing we want to see is the Rambam. We had we started to do this Rambam. This is really where we left off almost last time. Is Chovelu Mazik Perik Ches. So that's also in there. Let me find it in the in the in the source sheet. Well, if you if you still have your Rambams open from last time, it's the Rambam Chovelu Mazik Perik Ches. This has to do again. We're back to we're back to Matzil Atzmo B'Momon Chaveiro. I thought I have it in the, I'm pretty sure I have the Rambam here. If not, again, if everybody has the Rambam still from last time, that would be the easiest way to find it. It's the Rambam Perekhes. Oh, where did it go? Oh, here we go. Uh, no, that's the Shulchan Aruch. Okay, no, I don't know. So the, the Rambam, if you, don't, if you don't mind, the Rambam, if you still have the Rambams in front of you, the Rambam is Perik Ches Chovalumazik, and I think with this we're going to we're going to finish off a, a bit of a machlokus Rambam and Rivet. So it's Perik Ches Chovalumazik. Okay, Chovalumazik is in the Zikin, of course. No. I'm sorry, did I say it's in Nezikin? It should be in Nezikin. Where is it? Choval Mazik. Yeah, okay. So we, we want Perikhes Choval Mazik. It's the second to the last section in Hilchas Nazikin. So we use so what's, what's, what page is it is? for the boat. What? Which page is it in the source sheet? It's not in the source sheet. I'm ah. sorry. It, it, it's back in the Rambam. Perikhes Chovelumazik. We did it. We we had Halacha Tezva. That was the case of the boat, right? Where the Ravid made that that poetic language of En Kan Lo Melach Tavlin because he didn't like the fact that the Rambam was comparing the 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 overloaded boat with the storm. Okay, that was on Halacha Tesvah, but we're going back to the beginning of Perak Ches Mazik. That has to do with Moser. That, that is the Gemara about somebody giving over his friend's money to say, because he was forced by the kings to give away his friend's money, whether it was to save his own money or not to save his own money. So we want to see Halacha Gimel and Dalit. Perak Ches Mazik in the Rambam, Halacha Gimel and Dalit. I'll give you guys a minute to find it, and then I'll I'll just I'll read it. This reminds me of cases you heard during a Holocaust where people might have gotten papers, and somebody else used the papers to save themselves, like a you visa. Let's say. Okay, all right. Well, if you go through that source sheet that I sent you, all of the sources there's some Shilas and Shubas about Holocaust-related questions of stealing somebody's property in the Holocaust to save your life. These are in, they're in there. Terrible questions. Anyway, halacha gimel. Hareshik gazar hamelech lahavilo yayin ocheven v'yotzi b'dvarim elu. So there was a decree on you to bring the king wine or straw. The omad moser, the omad harei yeshli leploni otzer yayin oteven b'makom ploni. And he went and told the king, hey, Ruvain, he's got wine and, and straw somewhere. 
So Ruvain is called a Moser because he gave away Shimon's uh, uh, property and he is therefore Chayev to pay for having directed the king to, to Ruvain's property. But what about Ansu HaMelech La Moser Zeh Ad Teven? But what happens if they grabbed him and they, and they were afflicting him either with physical punishment or the threat of death till he shows them Ruvain's uh, uh, storehouse. So, but if if Reuben was forced by the king, in other words, he didn't just. There wasn't just, hey, we're after we're after wine, and in order to avoid them taking his wine, he showed him Reuben's wine. So then, then, then Shimon's But if he was forced to show them Reuben's wine, then he's potter. You'll notice that even if all he's going to do is get hit, damaged, he's also allowed already to save himself from that by showing them, by showing them Ruvain's wine. So we've opened the door here. Wait a minute. So am I allowed to use Ruvain's wine to save myself from being beaten up? But here we go. So we're in the case where the Goy is going to beat Ruvain up if he, doesn't, if he doesn't help him get the wine. So if he was going to be beaten up and he shows them Shimon's Ruvain's wine, he's potter. But if he picked up Ruvain's wine and gave it to the Goy to avoid being beaten up, even though he was forced. But if he picked it up and gave it, then he's already chai. We saw that in the Gemara, the difference between Nosam and Nosam Biyat. Bamed varm amurim shim ansolavi vehevi chayev b'shiloigi hamomen l'rshusa anas. All of this is when the anas is not next to the money, but he's forcing the guy to take him to the money. Avalim anas shanas Yisrael acher ehu. But if the anas forced him to show the money, the omar haanas al hamomo the nasa b'rshusa. But the Anas is there. You know, here's the scenario. The Anas forced Ruvain to show him Shimon's money. And Ruvain took him. So at that point, Ruvain's not high of anything because all Ruvain did is he showed the Anas Shimon's money. So now the Anas is standing in front of Shimon's money. And then, but says that creates a situation where it's as if the money of Shimon is already in the Anas's reshutz. And therefore, even if Anas at Yisrael at Shaholicho lo lemokam acher afilo licho zeh Moser sheareu azer potter milashale. Why? She kiven sheomar Anas b'tzara otzer kvar avad komashi yeshbo ukeilu nisra. Once the Anas is standing there, as far as the owner of the warehouse is considered, it's gone, and therefore whatever happens after that, Reuven is potter. Says the Raiva. The Raiva didn't like that. Omer Avram gam bezeh. Was that meaning he's back in the first halach, right? When the melech was anso lahavi, if it was nosan menosan biyad, he's going to be chayiv, even though he did it to stop himself from being beaten up. Says the raivet, gam bezeh al dat harav hu holech ve'ena gon modelo, v'chein adin she'ein lo chod davar omeg bifnei pikuach nefesh u'me'ayin mischayiv lo sheyomus b'shil momen chaver. So the Ravid understood that the Rambam said it even when 
the guy is in th- a threat of death, not just being beaten up. Right? Again, so we, we see here that according to the Rambam, though, it looks like according to the Rambam, if you're being beaten up and you take the money to save yourself, you're going to be chayef. Even though you're, you're, you're saving yourself from being beaten up. If you're saving yourself from being killed, so of course you're putter. But if you're saving yourself from being beaten up, you're, you're, it, it, it's, you're certainly going to be chayef to pay. Although it does sound from the Rambam like I'm allowed to do it. I just got to pay. That's, that's it. Okay, Rabosai, this is, we, we, I think we thrashed the sugya. If you want to get a real overview of the sugya, take a look at the source sheet that I sent because there's the Ravasher Vice at the very end gives you a great overview of all the sources with his own chidushim. And before that, there's some nice shilas and chuvas and all of the sources are in there. Okay, so I, I think we're, there, there were enough people who weren't going to be able to make it on Monday either. So I don't want to do it where half the people are, are starting a new sugya, half the people aren't going to be there. So we'll meet it up against next Wednesday, but I'm going to ask you, please think, uh, give me some suggestions about what new sugya we want to do. All right, so please try to send it on the chat and we'll have a discussion and we'll try to reach a conclusion about what sugyas, what, what's the next sugya? Next Wednesday, Bezrat Hashem. Everybody okay. should have a great Shabbos. Okay, call to.